Hello, and welcome to the very special Christmas episode of the Like It Our Podcast. And before we get too deep, as always, I want to go ahead and start us off with a quick word of prayer. God, right now, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for the people listening, God, and for my guests here today, God. I thank you for putting them in my life, and I just thank you most of all for what the Christmas season means, that you sent Jesus so we could do this podcast. And help us to speak the words you would have us to. And if that there's a listener here that doesn't know you, that they would come to before the end of this podcast, God. And we could just enjoy the time with each other and with you, God. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, I have two guests here with us today. One has been on here before. Welcome back, Jackson. What's up? And then we have a newcomer, Mitchell Hunter. Hey, how's it going? And then Evan, who was on the manhunt and wanted to be here, but... He cannot, so next week there'll be one with him. But we're going to go ahead and dive off into this. And I think we're going to start with some random Christmas questions that my guests have come up with. Who wants to go first? Okay. Oh, would you like to tell a little bit about yourself since they kind of know Jackson from the other one? Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm a youth pastor youth leader over at Silver Springs Baptist Silver Springs Baptist Church in Osaka, Mississippi. Uh, we started that about six months ago, and this is like the weirdest year to start in ministry. 2020 has been crazy, um, but that's been awesome. I also had a baby, um, or my wife had a baby. I, I think that's a more accurate thing, but um, family has expanded, um, and she was born on November 28th, so she's almost a, a month old next week. Um, so that's awesome. Um, I'm married to Hope Hunter, um, who was Hope Cook, and we've been married for almost, uh, three, we have been married for three years, so, um, in August. But yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. All right, thanks, Uh, Mitchell. Yeah. So, who Hmm. would like to start with their questions? Oh, okay, I'll go. Okay, thank you, James. All right, so, who's the toughest person you have to buy for this Christmas? Hmm. Mitchell, you want to answer that first? Or? Well, to be, if I'm like 100% transparent, I don't buy gifts for everybody like everybody else does because I'm not a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, mainly just the closest family. And, like, I don't know, gifts for me are just like really easy. Um, like, I only bought it for, for a select few people, mm-hmm. like, immediate family, pretty much. And none of them were that, were that difficult to me, I guess. Mm. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's easy to me. <laughs> yeah, for me, you know, I live with my dad and mom and my uncle, and I only bought presents, one apiece for them, and it's kind of easy, but I guess the hardest one was my uncle, because I don't know him as well as I know um, my mom and dad know what they like and stuff. That's fair. So, yeah, I think that that was the hardest Christmas go. present to buy. Right. And his birthday is tomorrow, so his birthday's on Christmas Eve. So oh, wow. <laughs> two presents. There you go. Yep. Yeah, so, like, being completely honest, I haven't bought a Christmas present for, like, my immediate family in a couple of years. <laughs> like, it's been well, a while. I don't know when the first time I bought my family Christmas presents. Maybe I'm just a hooligan, but I don't know. <laughs> I never really bought yeah. presents. Every year I say, man, I'm getting a Christmas present for Tucker this year. <laughs> and I actually, I look and I look and I look and I can never find anything. So it would be so easy to shop. He's for. my hardest one. Really? Yeah. Man. Yeah. 
I feel like he'd be so easy. You'd just buy him something <laughs> completely random. Yeah, he would love it. Like a spoon. <laughs> See, I'm really good at those too. Like, yeah, we. I know. Like, when um, were you here for uh, when we did the uh, Christmas party at, at here at New Hope? It was like maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was last That's year. That's one where Evan dressed year. up like Santa. I'm pretty well, sure. Yeah, yeah, he dressed up like Santa, um, and. We we like me you Hope and Kaylee went out to Walmart and we stayed out till like eleven o'clock. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, I oh geez, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, Miss Queen, your mom called yeah. me. Yeah, I remember that. That was not that was not my <laughs> finest hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But I bought like one of those like one of those the uh, the, the, yeah, yeah the baby the things that the um that like the babies push and it like. Uh-huh. It rolls and then it pops the the balls yeah, I think, at the bottom. I'm sure Sophie got yeah, the yes. no, but um, Jaden got it. That's right. Because yeah. it was like oh, it was yeah. a, what what's a, what's the game called? I don't know. But yeah, like thirty seven. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I got a blanket. And <laughs> and I was like when you pushed it, it had the the. Um, the like, it waddled. Yeah. yeah. It was because wow. it was a duck <laughs> and it would waddle and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was. Right. I, I do like doing gag gifts. Oh. Uh, What's one thing you're most grateful for this Christmas season? Man. Jesus. Jesus. Boom. Jesus. Man. Thankful for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have to agree with that and also my family. Yeah. Because yeah, we're Second that too. moving into a new house. Jeez. So thankful for that. We're not moving far. We're just moving down <laughs> the road a little bit. Yeah. I gotcha. So thankful for that too. For sure. Yeah. Also thankful for... For an expanding family um, and a healthy baby, um, eating, sleeping, pooping—that's a <laughs> you know—that's a healthy baby. So, and mom's mom's doing well yeah. too. She's recovering well, so definitely thankful for that. Jackson, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, you gotta say Jesus. Are you not thankful for something's Jesus? Something's probably wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jesus and this family yeah. able to get out and do stuff. Just chill. Not thankful for COVID. Yeah. Not at all. Oh, we just had a bus come through. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Okay, so uh, the next question is, one vivid Christmas memory. Oh, that's a good Christmas memory. So I'm pretty sure the first year that me and Hope got married, I think it snowed. I don't think it snowed on Christmas, but it was around Christmas time. Yeah. It snowed at um, in Columbia, and that was a that was a pretty cool memory. I have lots of videos and pictures remembering that day. That was fun. So, are you done? Yeah, well, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, like, I worked at Walmart, and Walmart was like literally two minutes down the road, and I was like, "Yep, sorry, can't come in." Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I was like, I could probably walk yeah, to yeah, work in like an hour, that. and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> not not coming, guys. Sorry." Yeah. Hazardous. Yep. So. My most vivid Christmas memory, I was, I don't know how old I was, I think I was in fourth grade, because <clears throat> at that time I thought I wanted to play guitar, but that dream kind of fizzled out a little bit, <laughs> but I, was, I asked for a guitar and a bike that year, and I was opening Christmas presents in the living room like we always do, and there was no guitar and bicycle when I was finished with that, and I was so upset, and then my dad asked me to go get something, or my mom and dad asked me to go get something out of their bedroom, and I walked back there. And the first thing I see is a bike and a guitar. Nice. They tricked so, you. They did trick me. They got you. So that's my <laughs> most vivid Christmas memory. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. So mine's not as wholesome as uh, those, but... Oh, yikes. I remember... <laughs> I remember uh, going to my grandparents' house, like, on 
one Christmas morning. I can't remember what it like how many years ago it was, but my uncle was before he moved to Alabama. He would uh, come, and for some reason, my grandma like she buys these huge tubs and just puts junk in them, and those mm-hmm. are our stockings. And like she messed it up or something and put like a crop top in his. And I just remember him saying like, "I'll be back." And like you know, I didn't know it was like what he was doing. Came back outside and he was like in a crop top and like booty shorts. Yikes! <laughs> that was that was pretty disturbing. I would assume yeah, that would, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So, so burned was, into your brain. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny though. <laughs> there you go. Um, I also have some questions. Are you are you you done with all your questions? Um, yeah, because you're doing the songs, huh? Sure, I'll do songs. So we can. Just, I guess we can start off with that. That with like your your favorite Christmas song, and then your least favorite Christmas song. Let's okay. right. do that. We'll mine, get into some. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll mine actually is "Oh Holy Night." I like that one too. That is a good one. But um, Passion this year just came out with a new album, and David Crowder sings it. Hmm. So it was like, it was good. Yeah. And David Crowder made it great. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. There's a, I think there's a cover by Go Radio that I really liked of Ho- Oh Holy Night. I think it's one of my favorites, too. I like when Brother Eric sings Holy Night. Yeah. yeah. That's good. For sure. So, my favorite song is probably Hark the Herald Angels Sing, just because it talks about how Jesus came to save us. And my favorite line in it is Born, That Men No More May Die. Mm. And that line pretty much is the only reason it's my favorite. Yeah. But I got you. So it's definitely my favorite. I got you. What about what about your least favorite? Your least favorite songs? Least favorite Christmas songs? Hmm. I think there's like you know because I'm not I'm I'm the, the the like the one percent of of the world that doesn't hate Christmas music but's not obsessed about it either. Yeah. So like I could listen to it, but I'm not like. I gotta listen to some Christmas music now. I yeah. hate Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You hate, hate Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Mm. Can't stand it. That and Frosty the Snowman. The song that gets on my nerves is Santa Baby. Yeah. That song gets on my nerves. Yeah. yeah, that one's pretty bad. Yeah, that one's... So I work at I work at AutoZone part-time as well um, as being youth pastor, and they have, that, like, at AutoZone, they have it on one station. And, you know, like, every time you're at work, they always have it on one station. Yeah. And that one station always rotates six songs... <laughs> throughout the entire day and so one of the songs they, they play a country music and it's um daddy looks a lot like santa santa you know, stuff, yeah. and stuff like that and i'm like oh my goodness it's just one of those things like this song may be not that bad but once you've heard it seven thousand times yeah. in an yeah. hour you're like okay yeah so I'm, building on that imagine working at a christmas shop oh yeah and you hear let it go mm. Once every hour. That's mm. not even a Christmas song. No, it's not. Say. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Why are they playing this? They play it, though. I guess it's for all the seven-year-old yeah. kids. I know, I know every word to every Christmas song that you can ever think of. Another good song is... Um, not true, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to test you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> think about this. Another good song is New Kid in Town. Um, we have a guy oh, here. Yeah. Is that, they call him Duke. His real name's Dustin Smith. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He does does a real good job. He sang it Sunday. It was really good. Mm. So, if you know every word to every Christmas song, let's, let's hear you sing some songs. Yeah, we're, 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 we're only a few minutes into this. There we go. Yeah, I mean, um, 
know you might lose a lot of viewers for that. <laughs> turn it off. They, they turned it off right at 12 minutes. Sorry, guys. Um, let's see. How about your favorite and least favorite Christmas movie? Oh, that's a good one. See, I've always been a huge fan of the Home Alone movies. Yep. But I'm also like Michael Scott. I'm like... That's not funny. Why did this family <laughs> leave him twice? They had to like have a new a new character in the third one because I was like, yeah. okay, how is his family gonna yeah. forget the same kid three, three times, times in a row? Yeah. It's pretty terrible. Like they always good funny movies to me. I gotta go Home Alone two. Home Alone two. When he's in New York. Favorite. That's yeah, that one's probably my favorite one. I like that one. Yeah, mine's not hard. <laughs> The least Christmassy, Christmassy. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. It's a great yep. Christmas movie. I do like The Grinch. I think The Grinch is good, especially the one with Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, that one's pretty funny. I do like that one. It's actually my least favorite. Is the, the Grinch, Grinch? Yep. man. My least favorite is Home Alone. Really? What is happening I here? Like, I don't like these Christmas Alone. movies. Have torn us apart. <laughs> I don't like yeah. Home Alone. What don't you like about Home Alone? Um, my mother loves it. And she played so you it. hate it because you're wrong. No, wrong. she played it for ever. That was the only thing that we ever watched during Christmas. <laughs> and I can't stand it now. Nice. <laughs> I've seen it too many times. Gotcha. So, we, oh, go ahead. We all have a tradition where we only watch, we watch the first two on Christmas Eve. Yeah. That's the only time out of the Christmas season we watch it. Gotcha. So tomorrow... You're gonna watch. Yeah. Well, the for Grinch? people listening, it'll be today. You're right. Right. So you're talking about the Grinch? No, Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone. Yeah. Gotcha. See, I mean, that's a, a one of my next questions is Christmas Christmas tradition, but we'll talk about that in a second. But like, it's not my least favorite, but like, I love VeggieTales. Like, VeggieTales is is like one of my favorite things. Yeah. But I recently watched um, the toy that saved Christmas. Have y'all ever watched that before? I it's like I've one of the oldest um, VeggieTales sure movies, <laughs> and like. Um, the toy is called, is literally called Buzzsaw Louie. <laughs> and there's a buzzsaw, a, a working buzzsaw that comes out of his hand. And he's, this is a toy for kids. And like, I guess it never clicked with me when I was a child. I was like, I mean, Buzzsaw Louie, that's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> but then when I got older and like, now that I have a baby... And it's like Buzzsaw Louie. <laughs> like this is this is being mass produced. Like there's thousands of these in the store. And they're shipping these out to kids. A buzzsaw. And they're they're running around the town. They're like, I want a buzzsaw Louie. And I'm like, what is happening? What's going on here, Phil Vishner? But it's it still had a good message and everything. I was just yeah. like, I, I was kind of concerned. Like, buzzsaw Louie. Now and I think that like it was important for him to have a buzzsaw because at the end. He uses it in a good way, you know. Like he, you know, doesn't kill anybody. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But like, he used it to like get away from from danger and stuff like that. But I was like, I mean, you could have done anything with that. It was like he could have been handyman Stan or something like that, and had a drill and like you, you know use that instead of a buzz saw. I was like, yikes! But yeah. overall, overall, still a good movie. Yeah. Um, I think there's. My only other favorite Christmas thing that I can think of is um, the episode of The Office where Michael Scott, or <laughs> where Phyllis and Michael Scott are competing, and he and Santa he went up to her all the time. Goes to, goes Jesus. to Jesus. I have the power of flight. <laughs> it's like, what? You've missed it, Michael. You've missed it. Um, but yeah, 
think there was a, I think Elf. Elf is a very popular one. Yeah. That's but I'm not like super crazy about I'm, it like everyone else is. I've honestly never seen it. You've never seen Elf mm-hmm. with Will Ferrell in it? Ben doesn't no. watch anything with Will Ferrell. <laughs> I already I mean, know. That's a, <laughs> it's not that's a, not a terrible role to live by. Yeah, I was gonna say that's pretty safe. Because <laughs> um, it's it's a, it, it, he's one of those people that's like it's hit or miss. It's either like super cheesy, weird, <laughs> or it's kind of bad, or it's like really bad. He was good in Lego Movie. I did like oh, Lego yeah. Movie. Is some of my favorite movies. Those are good. But um, I remember going to watch Lego Movie. Both of them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> one with Mitchell. <laughs> um but yeah the elf like it has some funny moments in it like and some quotable things but not like oh, i love the elf movie yeah my mom loves the elf movies she's a christmas holly yeah. i think yeah i think yeah. Your, your whole family is like that yeah yeah not me <laughs> black sheep um so let's see so we did that what about your favorite and least favorite christmas present Maybe we shouldn't do least favorite because some people might be listening. Yeah. Like, I got him that. I'll tell you my least favorite All present. Right. I guess he's unashamed about it. Yep. Last year for Christmas, I the only thing I got from my grandparents was a pair of work gloves. That was it. That's all you got? Work gloves. Were they were they really good gloves? No. They weren't from Harbor Freight. Oh. Well yikes. <laughs> Have you used them? Yeah, I mean, a few times. See, I mean, come on now. <laughs> At least it was useful. And then two years, uh, no, it wasn't two years before that. It was like, I was little. You know, like when you're like nine or something, you're like, yeah, I want like. That was a few years ago for you? Oh, actually? Man, oh man. I thought you were like a 18. While, <laughs> a while back. You know, like whenever you're little, you want like, yeah, I want like a machine gun or something. Like something cool for Christmas. Yeah. I got a bedspread. Nice. What kind of bedspread was it? I don't remember. Oh, it wasn't like any kind of character or anything? It was just like a regular... It was, just, it was white. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was, man, it was plain. There you go. Plain white sheets. There you go. Uh, what about your favorite? Yeah. What's your favorite, Jackson? Oh, man. You know, I got uh, the PlayStation a few years ago, and I like it. I like it a lot. It was fun. good. That's probably one of my favorites. There you go. What about what about you, Ben? Favorite, favorite, least favorite. I have to think about that for a minute. I've gotten a lot of gifts that I've liked and some that I haven't liked so much. But <laughs> See, Ben doesn't dislike things, he just doesn't like them as much. Yeah. Because he's so nice. See, I'll I'm, I'll go I'll, while you're thinking. Yeah. My wife got me um before we got engaged, she got me a Dundee. Yeah. Dundee Award from the office, so that was that was probably the coolest Christmas gift I ever got. Um, I I have that displayed in my in my church office, <laughs> my Dundee Award. Um, that's signed by Michael Scott, quote unquote, signed by Michael Scott. Um, and then my least favorite was a Christmas card from someone that will rename, remain remain disclosed, or disclosed. Is that right? I don't yeah. know. I'm not very smart, guys. That's all you got. Just three. It was, it was a card with some money. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, what's yeah. yours, man? So, <laughs> when I was younger, I got it so I could learn how to drive. It was a side-by-side. I didn't ride it for a long time, but it was probably one of my favorites because then I started not having enough time to mm. ride it. But for a while, it was one of my favorite gifts I'd gotten. There you go. Yeah. And That's then, awesome. least favorite. 
That's a Leaf. tough one. Or the one that you didn't like as much. Yeah. And we'll put it. We'll rephrase <laughs> it for you. That's a tough one. I'm thankful for all my gifts. I mean, thankful, I mean, yeah, thankful, and not I mean, liking it as probably much, yeah. just overall. Like when you get clothes, I mean, I know you need them. As a kid, that's just not something. Oh yeah, as a kid, I always hated gifts. Right? Yeah, as a kid, that's just not. Yeah, I love socks. Yeah, I like socks too, but it's like, I mean, yeah, as a kid, that's not really something. I feel like that's not going to be your favorite Christmas present, right? Oh my gosh, socks! I feel feel like out of the 365 days a year, you probably don't need socks on Christmas. You know, (laughs) you you can get me that for something else. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like socks are just a necessity, so you can just yeah give me those anytime. Like, but if you like Christmas is like when you're getting presents, it's like you're you're thinking of like man, this is my my as Michael Scott says that it shows how much you love somebody, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but it's like you're supposed to go into thought about like oh, I think this person would like this. It's like socks. <laughs> Here you go. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't dislike socks. Yeah. But no. I mean, yeah. I still like socks. Like said, yeah. But it's just like okay, it's just not gonna be your favorite gift on Christmas right. morning. That's right. Let's see. And then, uh, like I was talking about earlier, your favorite Christmas tradition. Oh, I got all of these. You got a lot of favorite Christmas traditions. Yeah. Me and my me and my wife try to watch a new Christmas movie. So I've actually never seen um, the Charlie Brown Christmas movie. Really? So I bought that. I've never seen it either. Yeah, so I'm go- we're going to watch that to, uh, tonight, probably. It's a classic Christmas movie. That's right. Classic. Classic. So that's a... And then, you know, obviously putting up a Christmas tree, but... Yeah. I feel like a lot of people go, like, into deep detail and, like, take hours to, like, set it up, and they have to set it up a certain way. Like, I remember used to, when you try to set it up, you're like, no, you can't do that. That's not the right way. you got to put this here. I'm like, are you serious? Like I thought, <laughs> Jackson, you, you look like you uh, have some very oh, fond did, memories of setting up a Christmas tree. My mom sets up three Christmas trees in that nice. very way. Nice. Specific. Mm-hmm. The last two years, I haven't been there to help. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I'm most, majority of the time, I just, like, you just take the ornaments and like, just throw them on there yeah. and just hope that they stay. <laughs> My mom has a different, has three different trees, and they all have different things on them. One of them is an elf tree. One of them just like a has tree like from the movie Elf. No, like it just has elf. all kinds of random just elves. elves, weird elves, Wolf, like wood elves, yeah, um, like weird Merkwood elves. <laughs> um. That's a- <laughs> and then one of them is just like our family ornaments, like stuff, like ornaments yeah. that we get every year or whatever. Yeah. And then the other one is just like something else real weird. I can't remember. <laughs> I haven't looked at Christmas it in a while. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What's your, what's your, um, some of your favorite Christmas traditions? Well, again? the day after Thanksgiving, we typically put up our Christmas tree. The day after Thanksgiving? Yep, that Man, Friday. Don't even let us Imagine in. making it to Thanksgiving for uh, <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> My mom had her put up two months before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Me and Hope did it in like 15 minutes. I think we just did it randomly. Like, yeah, I think we just set up the Christmas tree. All right, we're done. Another good one. It's something I've done since I was a kid. Now it's not even... Wanting to know what my presents are. It's just more of the tradition now. Getting up really early on mm. Christmas morning to yeah. open presents. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. Me and my family, like, I, I enjoyed, we um we opened it Christmas Eve night. Yeah. So we could just sleep in 
huh. Christmas morning. Mm. I actually, I actually did enjoy that very really? much. Yeah. I never like whenever I was younger, I could never sleep on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I, I, most of the time, I just stayed up all night. Yeah, it's also how I found out Santa Claus wasn't. Right. <laughs> Man, maybe that, that's something else that we probably should have talked about Santa Claus, but maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe we have some young. Listeners. I don't know what the. Average age of <laughs> listeners. They all talk about. If you just heard what I said, young bucks, then I didn't yeah. say it. Yeah. Jackson did it. Jackson Carney did it. <laughs> this is his address. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll post his number now. <laughs> um, and I think the last question that we can go ahead, if, if then we can get into more serious stuff, is your favorite and least favorite Christmas food? Ooh. I don't know if I have a least favorite Christmas yeah. food. My favorite, though, I think just like my favorite food for any holiday is pecan pie. Pecan pie. <laughs> pecan pie. Good. I like, I've just started eating it recently, but probably my favorite is dressing. Mm. And I like turkey, too, but right. for dressing. both Thanksgiving and Christmas, probably the dressing. No. No. Turkey, turkey is not a top. Oh, yeah. Turkey is not a top of Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving food. food. It's Does mashed. everybody know that? Yeah, it's not. It's not. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> and you never will. I guess not. My, uh, my least favorite thing, like my family, while we usually have a Christmas Eve party at my grandma's house on my dad's side. And uh, they always make this punch. <clears throat> and every year... Like, it looks pretty good, but they always put pineapple in it. <laughs> Jackson's to allergic you? to pineapple. Are they yeah. to kill you? And I ask him, I'm like, did y'all put pineapple in it this year? I'm like, yeah, we did. I'm sorry. And it's every year. Like, it doesn't ever, like, there's never a year when there's <laughs> so not pineapple. Like, you, like you can't make me a separate batch just <laughs> for me, like, without pineapple? Like, one time, one time I remember vividly thinking, like, yeah, I asked them last year if they could make it without pineapple. This year it does not have pineapple in it. And I didn't even ask. Like, I just went to dip it, and my grandma was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> like Dwight in the office when Stanley goes to drink the coffee. Yeah, it's like, no! <laughs> You'll thank me later. Another good Christmas food. It's more of a Christmas Eve food at my house. My mom makes sausage balls. Mm. Mm, those are good. Yeah. yeah. Those are good. And since Hobus told her how to make crack dip, I gave her the recipe for that. Cheese. She's made that too, so. That's awesome. That's good. It's sausage, sausage dip pretty much. I don't know, just, just, yeah. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Um, sausage and cream cheese and all that, but yeah. Good, good eating. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Definitely. And it's, and it's lunchtime. Yep. But anyway. Oh. I reckon we can get into some, some more serious <clears throat> Christmas yeah. shenanigans. All right. So we're going to be reading from Luke 2, and it's um, 52 verses. So y'all want to divide that up evenly between the three of us? Or? As long as I don't have to do the math of how many <laughs> we need to read. How about you just read till you get tired, and then somebody else will pick up? Let's see this. Do, 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 do. 52 divided by three, three is like, let's see it. 17? Yeah, 17. 17.3. So somebody's going to have to read. 17.3 verses. You read three words in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. I'll read the first 17. How about that? All right. 17, 17. Luke 2, verse 1. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. 
This was the first census taken while um, Quirinius, yep, that's not it at all, but um, was governor of Syria, and everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up to from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to the to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over the flock by night. And an, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold... I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people, all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is called Christ, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from heaven, then uh, from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, "Let us go straight to Bethlehem, then and uh, then and seeing and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us." So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them by, about this child. Me to read the next fear you want to. Yeah, right, I'll read the next. Okay. Well, I don't know what 17. 18. Okay, so. Uh, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, she was. Ooh, not she. He was named Jesus. <laughs> the name given by him, get, given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Then it was time for the purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of, chi- of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby to the Lord, and as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at uh, what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. All right. So, and... Or verse 36, by the way. Yeah. yeah. If y'all are only one. 
And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin. And then as a window until she was a widow, not window, until she was 84, she did not depart from the temple worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, the beginning to give thanks to God and to speak to him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. 41. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning the boy, the, they were returning the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why are you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand this saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured of all these things in her heart. And Jesus, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. All right. So, I guess we'll just walk through pointing out different things. Different things that kind of stick out to us yeah, when sure. we read this. Okay. Somebody who wants to start? Other than the fact that I can't pronounce it. Very many Bible words. Oh, I bet. I bet listening to me read was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. They understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they'd be understanding. I don't know. Kind of jumping to the end. I've heard it a thousand times, but, you know, just thinking, like, this is like a little boy mm-hmm. sitting with these grown men, teachers, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, like, I just kind of imagined him being, like, schooling them. Yeah, he was asking him questions and stuff like that, but like Like, you know, he knew. Yeah, like even as a kid, Jesus knew. Like, who is this kid? Everything. Right. I mean, you know, it was just pretty cool Mm -hmm. to think about. That's that's one thing that's that's um that you wonder about is if he did know everything because it says that he grew right Right. there in Luke fifty two, or two fifty two says and Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature, so it's like he was growing, but like even as a child, he was. Advanced, yeah. <laughs> right. you know, he would have been in challenge class if, yeah. if there was a challenge yeah. class in Israel. That's right, yeah, that's kind of what I was yeah. Yeah. right. So it was like I was never in one of those classes. Um, uh, what, what was it called at your? It school? was challenge. We yeah. had it until yeah. sixth grade. That's what I had. Yeah, that's what it was called for me too. That's they have challenger. Well, or at we CA? have honors. Okay. Seven. Yeah. Oh. Like everybody. Yeah, everybody why, at CA. Is, that's why is, they quit. <laughs> it's that's just why smart. they quit at sixth grade because in seventh grade we got honors class. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. We didn't have anything like that in elementary. Right. Jesus was was the was the kid that was he started it. Yeah. yeah. He, was, <laughs> he was above everybody in that. Yeah. Um 
as a funny thing here, this kind of reminds me of Home Alone. Like we were talking about, how did they not notice Jesus was yeah. for that long? They, yeah, they had an angel come to uh, come to him about, look, this is the savior of the world. You can't like, lose him, right? And, just, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just walking. Mary's on the camel, probably. Joseph's just walking, walking along. He's like, all right, so so how's Jesus? And like, who? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yikes! What a bomb! <laughs> no, but no. I mean, yeah, it's like that. That'd be a crazy moment. Yeah, Every time I saw it. the child, I was like, I was thinking Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, well, now I know where they got it from. <laughs> um, but yeah, the on, on a more serious note, because yeah. um, I'm pretty sure it's mentioned somewhere else. Like, is that? Um, they, they, he wasn't doing the census just to um, to find out, like, how many people were there um, or only to find that out because I'm pretty sure it mentions in other places that they were trying to get rid of, you know, mm-hmm. um, male children from, you know, Israel and things like that. So it was like um, just from, from Jesus' birth, um, there's already these horrendous things happening. Um, while the the best thing in the world is happening, there's like the worst thing in the world also going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and murdering children, and now it's something that's um, done casually, apparently. So it's that's pretty terrible. But yeah. um, also that that um, the fact, somewhat on another funny note, um, Joseph and Mary, because you know it's it's custom that you you after you're married to have a baby yeah and she's engaged yeah. and stuff like that i think i, I shared a, a, a like i created a meme from like I, I don't know why we've made so many office references in this in this podcast <laughs> but um the 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 scene when jim and pam are getting married and pam's pregnant and they're trying to hide it but jim exposes it oh. I, I i can imagine something like that happening at the wedding <laughs> and like mary being pregnant and joseph's yeah. like you know thank you everybody for coming Mary can't drink for obvious reasons, and then they're like, "Why can't Mary drink?" And he's like, "Uh, <laughs> I doubt anything like that. That might be borderline ba- blasphemous, but you know, it's just yeah. a, just a, a crazy thought for those like you know, yeah. hey, um, that happened. And then you know, just the faithfulness of Joseph to stay mm-hmm. because it also mentions in one of the other gospels that he could have publicly shamed her, mm-hmm. you know, because um, in his mind she had." Um, relations with somebody outside of marriage so that could have been something really bad but um, God used that for sure um, the faithfulness of both of Joseph and Mary um, you guys have anything before as I don't want to just well the thing that's really stuck out to me this year in reading Luke 2 is really two things that there was no room for Jesus in the end you know mm-hmm. I've always heard that mm-hmm. but Brother Jerry preached a sermon on it is that yeah. two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just talking about how there's no room for Jesus in our Christmas and our hearts anymore. Mm. And that's really been how I've kind of come at Luke 2 this year. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is Luke two seventeen, And it all really 8 through 21 about the shepherds. Mm-hmm. But more specifically 17 that they took the time not only to go but then to go and tell mm-hmm. that they saw Jesus and these are shepherds you know people right. that aren't really much of anything right in this yeah, time they, right they were the um well, let me not make an equivalent but like um yeah they were 
like the they did they, they were, were the lowest. They were the lowest, lowest of the yeah. Lowest. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. But yeah, they, so like people probably wouldn't even believe them. Yeah, you know, like if it was if something if the Messiah was coming because it wasn't like they weren't waiting for him. Right. Like and some Jews are still waiting for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll get into that in a second because um, my pastor brother Brock Birch has has um, preached a sermon about um, this as well. Um, but yeah, it's not like they were. Um, not waiting for him. It's not like they weren't ready. Um, mm-hmm. And you figure if the savior of the world is coming, um, which is one of the points that I wanted to, to point out as well, kind of like what you're saying, that he came as a humble servant. Mm-hmm. So like the king of the world, the creator became creation. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have enough room for him, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and he was like, he didn't come, um, wasn't born in a temple. He wasn't born, you know, in like as a king or anything like that. He wasn't born with any type of earthly power or anything like that but he was born and the the people that were around him were wise men and shepherds two opposite ends of the spectrum this is like yeah exactly so the 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 lowest quote-unquote people in that day and time were the people that were the most aware of his coming Mm -hmm. and him being there um and i think that's just a testament to like you know um how humble he was and that's that was the 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 big thing of Brock's sermon, um, be like Jesus. He comes out of Philippians two, one through 11, um, talk about Jesus, how, how he came. Um, and he was a servant. And I actually talked about this with my mother-in-law after the sermon, she had mentioned to me too. And I never really thought about it that way. It's just, you know, you, we know him as a humble servant, but like how, um, how much of a, I don't want to say a risk. I'm trying to think of the correct word. Um, but how much did he have to love us just to leave, heaven mm-hmm. not only to be a, a human and be like um like uh the lowest of the low as a servant like being born in a manger and stuff like that but just to mm-hmm. leave heaven itself yeah. you know a little reckless huh oh let's not <laughs> i'm just kidding let's not I'm go there kidding. let's not talk about that no that's a that's, that's a reckless de- love reference de- yeah. definitely not reckless <laughs> yeah i know no. i'm just kidding. yeah de- there is definitely intent there yeah for sure but let's for not sure, go into sure. the reckless yeah. um for he, another day yeah he did it on purpose yeah i know right it wasn't and he had an, an an intention and he had a meaning of why he was doing it i think reckless is more of like a not yeah. caring about the yeah, outcome, yeah. but he had, he definitely cared about the outcome yeah, in, that, sure. in that situation for sure. There was a, um, so he like, and he was there at creation and he knew that this was going to happen and he knew all of the wrong that we were going to do and that he still came and that he still loved us enough to die um, for us, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, just how that, that humble heart that he had um, and how he was a servant. So like, that was, that was his three points is the first one was Jesus took on flesh and that in itself is a crazy thing that he left a perfectly good heaven where there was no sin, where he was with God and there was no pain. There was no, you know, anything. And he left that to come to earth with the the crude and like mean and evil people and to die for them, you know. And like like Ben just said, in, in a place where like they didn't even have enough room for him and, they, and we killed him, yep. right? And he loved us enough to leave a perfectly good heaven to come and to die for us. And that's like, that's, that's love for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I know like a, a thing like Simeon, you know, he was just waiting 
Yeah. yeah. And he saw Jesus, like, yeah, I can die now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, here you we know, go. Like, but that, that's like, uh, like another, well, I don't know. That's like, I feel like an example of dedication that we should have, you yeah. know, like. That's, yeah. You live your entire life for Jesus. Right. Like, you don't, there's you nothing else. This. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And that, for him, like, there was nothing else, you know. Yeah. He he saw Jesus and he was like, yeah, this is this, it. That's I'm guy. good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, I, and we we had talked about um, before I, um, before, because I'm going through the Sermon on the Mount with the youth group. And before Jesus, this is like, there's 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Where and it's called the four hundred years of silence because they like God was silent, like He didn't speak to any prophets, He didn't speak through any prophets. Nobody had heard from God in four hundred years, and they and it and if I recall correctly in Malachi, they it kind of ended on a bad note, you know, like people are arguing with God, and He's like, and then He's just silent for four hundred yeah. years, and then all of a sudden, Jesus comes, the best thing ever <laughs> comes, like hey. I'm not arguing with you, man. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Just wait 400. Like, right, this is it. This is I'll it. I'll be back. That's right. It's like, don't you worry about it. And in those 400 years, you have Rome taking over the world, yeah. pretty much. Then you yeah. have the Pharisees um, becoming the the leaders and religious leaders of the of the um, of the time, you know, and things like that. So it's like all these things developed, and then pow, here's Jesus, um, Savior of the world. So it's a, it's definitely a huge thing. One thing that kind of gets on my nerves is, um, well, not from the Bible. It's not the culture. Whoa, now. It's not yeah. the culture does. And, you know, I'm trying to find it. Let's see. In verse 10, And the angel said to him, Fear not, for behold, I will bring you good news for great joy that will be for all the people. Mm-hmm. Is that angels are depicted mm-hmm. as... Little babies, right? With diapers and wings, sweet looking yeah. things. Yeah, that's not the picture I get. Yeah, from the Bible. Right. Well, you never see them described as that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the majority yeah. of the time when you see, they say fear not. Right. And if you, and yeah, if exactly. I saw that, I wouldn't be scared. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't see an instance in the Bible where there is an angel appeared and he's like, "Oh, what's going on?" <laughs> yeah. They're always like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. who is this?" Uh. Because they always have to say, just like Ben said, yeah, do not be afraid. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I think they can John's visions. They're described with like twelve wings and or six six wings, like two cover up. Yeah. Bottom half, two cover up the top, or you know, stuff like feet, that. Yeah. Like these are not cuddly little no. creatures. <laughs> um, they are messengers though. So, but yeah. Um. I kind of left out. So the second point from Brock's sermon was Jesus was a servant. And we kind of talked about that and how Jesus was um, a servant and how we should have that attitude. Because, I mean, Jesus literally was the most, is, is was and is the most powerful being ever. Mm-hmm. And he was a servant and he loved people and he put himself, um, I think it's, it says it there in Philippians that he, he didn't count himself equal with God. Um, mm-hmm. And he loved people and he served people. And then... Um, so we should put on that attitude as well, and that's what Brock was trying to. Brock communicated with us is we need to put on the attitude of Christ to serve people, to love people, um, and to have that that trait, um, and to go into that a little bit. Um, humility at that time was not what we think of being humble. Right. Humility at that time was um, 
thought of like or was used when two generals would go into battle and the general that lost would have to go through a parade like as a prisoner with the the winners mm-hmm. and that's how like humiliated yeah with a humility that's where that word came from is being humiliated mm-hmm. um and and suffering the defeat and and showing everybody else and everybody else seeing you as a loser mm-hmm. you know and that's where that term was coming from not that you know but Jesus, what? Not, not that I'm saying that Jesus is a loser, you know. Right. Obviously not, but he put on the attitude of I, I put other people's needs before mine. Well, I mean, um, even washing the feet, that right? Was exactly. Was... Yeah, and he was just he was humble. He he put others' needs before his, um, and that's another, uh, I guess, another discussion that humility is not degrading yourself, yeah. because the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. yourself, not as you know. Yeah. But um, so you need to love yourself in that way, but being humble and not thinking yourself better than anybody. And then that third, that third point that he had was Jesus is Lord, and that ultimately mm-hmm. he came um, to die. And that's just, you know, and he knew that, and he loved us enough that he went through with it. So, yeah. um, it's a big deal, and that's the the biggest thing about the birth is that, you know, he's finally here, and we finally have a savior, and he's gonna save us from our sin and that mm. everybody at that point in time was looking for a um a military leader to free them from romans free them from oppression but what he did mm. was free them from their sin yep. mm. it was a different kind of savior than they than they thought and some people still don't accept him mm. um and brock mentioned that as well because he's been on mission trips over there to israel and they go to solomon's temple the one wall that's still standing and they they pray to it they and they beg God to send the Messiah because they they don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah and he said that's the saddest sight that he's ever seen because they missed it yeah. like he was already here and he's he's coming back again for sure but yeah. you, you missed it the first go around you know yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah and um another thing kind of hitting on the birth and Brother Jerry actually preached about this last week and one of the things he said that really got me you know or not got me but i you know i really applied that to what i see in uh, life and mm-hmm. he said that if the birth of the savior doesn't uh or the birth of the savior of everyone and everything in the world doesn't get you, uh get you but the election of your political candidate does something's definitely wrong with you mm-hmm. Oof. That is. man shots fired yeah. true true facts mm-hmm. and, and you know you just you kind of see that a lot yeah. and that's not even just I don't know. That's kind of like sin on a very basic level, like yeah. right. You know, yeah. like whenever you're not excited, excited enough for mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. but you know, oh, I really love that he got the election or whatever. You know, yeah. That's just kind of right. Crazy, and it's just clear, like you said, it's just clear, like it's clear sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, another thing about sin, though, like these days and I think about this a lot too is you know like sin is not sin in this world like not taken seriously sin is you know like oh that's a good time yeah like sin is not being called sin exactly or it's it's justified yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. when at the basis of everything you know sin is sin 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 has to be called sin right sin has to be called out and sin has to be dealt with no doubt and I think that um, and that's a a great point because I think the 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 grand uh, scheme of things it's 
not truly understanding the gospel, not truly mm-hmm. understanding why Jesus came and why he was born. Because, um, and I think that you know you can understand the gospel to a point. Um, and I, I, I'm actually going to be preaching at a D now um, in March because um, it was moved from January to March because of the virus. So thanks a lot, um, COVID. But um, I talk about I'm going to be talking about Peter um, and the three different moments that he had, and that's because um, you know he he um, was the first of the disciples to declare Jesus as Lord and Savior. You know, he asked, um, who does everybody say I am? And they say, Elijah, Jeremiah, you know, things like that. And then, then he was like, okay, who do you say that I am? And Peter's like, you know, you're Jesus. You're the, you're the son of God. You're the savior of the world. You're the Messiah. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, go into more of that. But the, the biggest thing um, in, in, that, in that one of those moments is his denial of Christ. Um, when, when Jesus was taken... Um, and just before that, the Lord suffered. He's like, man, Jesus, I'll die for you. Like, I'm not scared. I'll go to prison. I'll do whatever I got to do, but I'll be with you, you know, at the, until the end. And not, you know, I don't know the, exactly the time period between that. Then he's, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was that day. Mm-hmm. He said, before the rooster crows three times, you'll have, or before the rooster crows, you'll have denied me three, three times. times yeah. And then, um, it yeah, then he ha- it happened. He denied him three times. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who that is. And then when he realized that he wept mm-hmm. and that's i guess that uh, that was a long explanation to say that we're not broken over our sin mm-hmm. we're so numb to it we justify it we, and majority of the time we talk about how uh, at least i'm not like billy bob down the road that's you know doing drugs or drinking or smoking mm-hmm. or whatever and then you always compare yourself to somebody that you think that you're quote right. unquote better, better than yeah. you know but really your sin is just as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, the biggest thing in that Peter denied Christ. And you're like, man, he denied Christ. That's terrible. But anytime that you sin, that's exactly what you're doing is denying Christ. You're, you're denying, you're in rebellion of him saying, sorry, God, or sorry, Jesus, I know better than you. I'm going to do what I, what's going to make me happy. What makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. And that's more important than what you say that I need to do. Yeah. And that's exactly what sin is. And that's sin. not. And sin, yeah, sin is like a failing thing. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, Satan uses, and I think, that, that, I, I would have, go ahead, sorry. Sin, like, you know, that, it feeds off of those feelings, especially like yeah, the 100%. real crappy ones that you get. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. But, you know, and then you have sin that builds off your feelings, and then God know like his light and stuff like that that builds off the truth right mm-hmm. and you know like sometimes that doesn't make you feel good because it's <laughs> yeah. good. a lot of a lot of times it doesn't make you feel good right but you know once you and also it is easier like once you start living more the way god has designed for you to live like it is easier to live like that mm-hmm. yeah like, it's, still, know, it's still it's hard, still but hard, it's hard it's easier but it's yeah, easier like, yeah. to see you know like you know this is feels pretty good right yeah. you know yeah. yeah yeah um for sure and we we just grow numb to that and it's like uh, i think that's kind of what i was kind of getting back to is that you know when you truly understand the gospel then you are excited about jesus you are yeah. broken over your sin because you understand that he died for your sin you know, because a lot of time we're like, yeah, we know that he died for the sin of the world, but he died for your sin. Yeah, and I think he, cool. he loved you mm-hmm. enough that if he could only, like, if he came and only his death would sac- was would, would cover your sin, he would still do it. Exactly. You know, and he, and he loved you that much for that. So, 
Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's sad thing that we've just numb become numb numb to sin. And I I went through that a long time. I was like, okay, so if my feelings are so misleading, then why did God give me feelings? Yeah. You know. But I think you have to be discerning, um, discerning, and and knowing that Satan can manipulate anything, yeah. and he's good at what he does. And you know, he'll use your feelings to be. To, to turn throw, against you. Right, to turn against you, to throw you off track, you know, because mm-hmm. in a moment he'll make you feel like, okay, well, it's not that bad. You know, yeah. you can do this and it'll, it'll satisfy your need and, the, and you'll be fine, you know. But once you once you fall into that and you do that, and then afterwards he throws feelings of guilt at you. He's like, man, you yeah. shouldn't have done that. You're, cra- you're a terrible mm-hmm. person. God, mm-hmm. you know, should definitely not love you, you know, and things like mm-hmm. that. So it's mm-hmm. like he definitely uses feelings to... Um, to get you, but that's also that's why the Bible says that you should love the Lord your God with your all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not one thing dictating everything; it should be everything you working in unison to try and glorify God. Right? Yeah. So like, right. It takes all that to flee from sin. Too. No doubt, definitely no doubt. all your strength. Like yeah. right. you got to have that absolutely mm-hmm. because you'll have. Um, a feeling and be like, okay, well, I really feel like I want to do this, but then your mind's like, you're idiot, stop. Well, like, you know, how how is this any good for you know? And then you're yeah. like, well, I'm just gonna follow my feelings at this point, you know. And that's that's never the good way yeah. to go. It's it's never good, right? Because you can all. I think I've I've found in in 24 years of life that you can always convince yourself into doing something, try to justify it to yourself. Like, well, I mean, it's not that bad. Well, I won't have that many bad consequences. Well, I mean, it should be, we should be fine, you know? And then yeah. after you've done it and after you come to the realization, we're like, well, I've really messed up. Yeah. And that, that can, that right. And that can affect you forever. Yeah. And that those, those kind of, especially depending on what it is, those things can affect you forever. Real quick, I want to keep going, but this the segments can only last 60 minutes, so I have gotcha. to start a new segment real fast. Okay, gotcha. So we'll stop the Sorry about that. We had to start a new segment, but... This is a long one. Yeah, this is, the, this is that was the intro. Now, 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 <laughs> this now hour we're, is just... Now we're getting into the good stuff. Here we go. We're going to read from the Song of Solomon. Yep. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to the Christmas episode of the Song of Solomon. <laughs> So where were we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember either. Uh, we, we just talked about sin. Yeah. Yeah. We were bashing sin. We yeah. were crushing snakes. Nice. Yep. Stepping on heads. Also, um, go ahead. No, you're good. Back in Genesis three, when you said that, I didn't think about it. Genesis three fifteen, right after they had ate the fruit, we got our first prophecy of Jesus mm-hmm. that he would crush the head of the snake, but the snake would bruise his heel, mm-hmm. and that's. Really, what happened? Right. Yep. Thousands yeah. of years ago. You know, think about it like I'd killed you, but you're gonna bruise my heel, and you know that's kind of like what happened to Jesus. Is you know he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, a painful oh, death. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And then he came back three days later. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's laughing now? Yeah, like, buddy. You're dead. <laughs> I always, always been. Um, have I had a sermon illustration for for that one time when I was like. I'm pretty sure you guys heard it and I've taught it Sunday nights before. Um, it was like I had a friend. We would go to to basketball games when I was in college, um, and we would play a team, and, like, we were winning that entire game, mm-hmm. you know. 
But any time this other team would do, like, one good thing, like they would score or have a stop, like a defensive stop or something like that, they would go absolutely crazy. And my friend that I was watching it with would, like, he would go more crazy. Like, he would get upset, and he would always go out, he would yell, scoreboard, scoreboard, because we were winning. But they were just, they were just getting so hype about nothing. So, like, that's, what, that's how I kind of think of, of the story with, with Jesus and Satan. Yeah. It's like, we're winning. You know, Definitely. and we're going to win. Yeah. You know, but G- but Satan is still just trying to drag everybody down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's trying to make sure um, to to make everyone else feel like yeah. a loser. He you wants know? as many people on the losing team. That's as right. Possible. That's right. I was like, man, if you have Christ, you have victory. Yeah. You know, you don't have to live in that defeat anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I kind of get off track, I guess. But like <laughs> the. That's the the whole point of of you know not being excited for Christ's birth, not being excited for Christmas, um, or the the true reason for Christmas is like it goes back to the, your response to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not broken over your sin, then you don't truly understand what Jesus did for you. Right. And if you don't truly understand what Jesus did for you, then you're not going to be excited about these things. Yeah. You're not going to show mercy to other people. You're not going to try to turn away from your sin. So the biggest thing is that you have to understand. Like your sin killed Jesus, Definitely. you know, um, and that may be a, a different way of putting it, but, um, you know, your sin put Jesus on the cross. And if you don't feel bad about that, then like, you know, what's wrong here? You yeah. Know? But he, he came and he died and he knew that we would do all these things, commit all of our sin and, and turn away from him and in rebellion of him. But he still loved us enough to die for us and, I've been reading Genesis. That's why I keep going back to Genesis. But um, the covenant with Abraham prophesied mm-hmm. about Jesus as well. Right. I mean, two great kings, and you had David, and then one even greater than David. You mm-hmm. have Jesus here. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I think, is it Luke 3? I know Matthew 1, but is it Luke? Yeah, the genealogy of Jesus. And mm-hmm. Luke 3, how it goes back to Abraham on both sides mm-hmm. of his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. So. It's a big deal. That's God is faithful from Abraham all the way through to Jesus. Right. And you see the first signs of sacrifice there too. Mm-hmm. Because um, what happened after Adam and Eve sinned? And they were naked. Yep. Two animals were killed. Mm-hmm. That was the first sacrifice and they made clothes for them. And then you have the, the same covenant with Abraham mm-hmm. um, that, that God... Um, fulfilled in that. So. Another cool thing about Abraham, I've read recently, and I've never really thought of it this way. Isaac had to carry the, his own wood that he was going to get sacrificed on, mm. much like Jesus had to carry mm. his cross. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I've never really. I've never really, I've, I've never really. I didn't come up with that. I read that somewhere. So <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I can't yeah. remember where I read but it. But we're all just product of things that we learned for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a big. There's a lot of connections like that in the Bible. Yeah, and it's definitely. So cool. So cool. And then you have that same connection there, that same parallel or symbolism. Well, not symbolism, but that same thing there where Abraham's going to sacrifice your, his son. And everybody's mm. like, man, that's a terrible thing. Why would that have to happen? It's like, well, <laughs> imagine God and Jesus. Yeah. 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 Like, and so that's, a, that's something there. Except Abraham didn't have to sacrifice his son because God provided a lamb just like he did for, for us. Yep. He provided a lamb. Oh, well, yeah. That's pretty much all I got. Right. The moral of the story, we should be excited Yes. for Christ's birth, and we should celebrate that. It is something worth celebrating. And, I mean, going back to what I said, I think it was two weeks ago, 
on the first Christmas song about Tenth Avenue North, the one about that. We just have to make room for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everything, all the presents and all, that's great. Mm-hmm. But and we can enjoy that definitely. But we have to make room for what it's all about. No doubt. Reason for the season. Yep. For sure. Awesome. So, reckon that's it, Jackson. You want to close it out in prayer? Yeah, I will for sure. Hey guys, pray that uh, as you go throughout this day and uh, there's this time that you just uh, work through us, God. And I pray that as uh, this podcast comes out, that you'll just uh, bring it onto somebody's screen or onto somebody's phone in some way, God, and just uh, allow your word to be just you know used through that, and that you can just affect their lives and that uh, just change them for the better, God. And I pray uh, that. You just help Ben throughout the rest of this uh, podcast stuff that he's got going on. That you just, uh, you know, help him with that, keep him encouraged, and allow us all to keep him uh, going with it, God, if we can. And we just thank you for sending your son to die for us on the cross and all that you've done for us, God. Jesus, now pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, I hope you have a Merry Christmas or Feliz Navidad. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Merry right, Christmas, haven't, everybody. Haven't worked on the Spanish version of the podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There we go. Well happy Hanukkah. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a hundred percent sure what all Hanukkah's entailed. But that's for a different podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah, th- thanks guys for joining today. Apple News Spotlight. Okay, never mind. I just got a <laughs> notification. That was making sure it wasn't anything important. But um, thanks, Mitchell and Jackson. Absolutely. Honored to be here, sir. Thank you for having us and, and me. We should do it again sometime. Yes, definitely. Sure. And I hope you viewers enjoyed this, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a great week until next week. There might not be one next Tuesday. just depends on when I can get together with Evan to get the next one recorded. Love you guys. Have a great week. Goodbye.